This is the One Step Better Podcast. Helping small businesses make wins each and every week. Hello, welcome back to the One Step Better Podcast. I am Mike Schaefer and with me, my co-host of the hour, good old Matt Patrick. Matt, welcome. What's up, brother? Yeah, I'm doing well. Doing well. How are you? Doing great. Very good. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that is uh, been something that's been really transformative over the Patrick Accounting and Works uh, lifespan, uh, and that is using or, or finding other people, probably not using other people. Using, totally yeah. using. We use other people. No. Finding other people in our industry that can help us get better, right? So the whole idea of our podcast, One Step Better, is we're trying to find ways to help the listeners get one step better in running their business. So we're going to tell you one way that we got one, two, three, five, ten, hundred million steps better. Um, and that is through the help of other people. Uh, but before we jump into that, we got to talk about things that are going to get, uh, or people that are going to help us personally. So the question of the week, Matt, is if you could get expert level one-on-one coaching for one skill set, what would that skill set be? How, like, what are you going to be mentored in? I could go really, like, personal, or I can be professional, or I could. I wouldn't want to know both. <laughs> I would love, well, I'm 48 now. Back in the day, (laughs) I would have loved to um, had somebody that could really keep me super focused at all times, which would be an impossible task. Uh, I think I could have succeeded in some things I wasn't able to succeed in, maybe athletically. Um, Nowadays, I really wish I had someone to help me be Hold on a second. I just picked up on something. You said that you want somebody to help you keep focus, but then you turn that into so that Athletics. you could have been more successful athletically. Mm-hmm. I was saying that. I mean, I, I did well so in you school. Think that you're... I, I was someone in focus. I didn't really feel like I was well motivated. Um, and I, I was, wouldn't that have helped you in school, not just athletics. I, I don't care I, about the school. Honestly, part. my school stuff was good. I mean, I had good <laughs> grades. I always got really good grades. Um, I probably should have picked, I could have been smarter to pick a better career. Maybe that would <laughs> yeah. maybe help me, yeah. but no, I, I, school always came cause it's shorter sprints. It's, you know, 50 minute classes hour. I yeah. was fine with that. Um, hmm. but athletically I always kind of felt like I drifted a little bit. Like I would, I would play a lot of different sports and then I would be good enough. I'd be one of the better players on the team. I'd be one of the better players against our competition, but I wouldn't like, I never really, like, my son works twice as hard as I do, and he has a lot more individual. You were great, but you didn't dominate. I was great at certain levels, yes. And uh, as I got older, I no longer was great. Yeah. <laughs> I became average, and if I would have worked harder, I probably still, I just didn't have that. And yeah. didn't desire. Um, where I'm at now, I think I would love to be able to, I'd like to have somebody to help me with relationships. So relationships with my parents, with my wife with my kids i like that'd be super awesome that's a good answer yeah i think that'd be i right now i you know it's learning a lot on the fly and you make a mistake then you have to catch back up yeah i do that a lot with my relationships yeah i have a little bit of a temper. your answer is a lot better than mine oh, like yeah. there's the two things that popped in my mind one of them because Anna and i were just talking about it is i recently bought a ukulele Anna convinced me to do it because i've always wanted to learn how to play like a guitar and she said something along this was like weeks ago she said something along the lines of go learn to play the ukulele because it's easier than guitar so uh, we went to uh, the music store because I, we had to get a, a keyboard stand for meredith and there was a ukulele there i was like well i'll give it a shot and so i wouldn't mind having some coaching on how to play the ukulele how are you going to learn now youtube <laughs> 
<laughs> That's coaching, just yeah. not as direct. It's not the <laughs> expert level one-on-one coaching, right? Anna, can you play ukulele Anna? and a guitar? Uh, 20 bucks an hour so 20 bucks an hour is not bad hey man i think you found your uh, <laughs> you life go. coach or one-on-one <laughs> coaching that's for your the, skill set yeah that is expert we need to talk to, me to anna sure. about how to set prices next yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, to, how to set your pricing skill uh the other thing that came to mind was i think i talked about this before is i would i would love to actually know how to play golf um, better than I actually can. I mean, quality golf. Like like real like real golf. Like <laughs> I say real cuz I could play real golf. I'm just not really great at it. Well. I mean, yeah. Better. Yeah. Like to sit down you with You can afford that one, Mike. I, you can afford the ukulele coach who's 20 bucks an hour. You can afford somebody to help you with relationships. We're not talking about is it affordable help. <sighs> it's also Let's I, be honest. Do I really want to? Exactly. It's, you know, do I want to count the cost and put in the work? That's yeah. the thing. But this is an open-ended question that we can just make up stuff on. Yeah. So in the made-up world, I would love to learn, I, like, expert level one-on-one from Hank Hanegraaff. Not Hank. But, uh, what's Hank Haney? Hank Haney. Hank Haney, Tiger Woods old coach. That would be cool. I think yeah. it'd be fun. Um, the reality is, you know, you, you got a really good uh, answer to help with relationships. And I think that's absolutely true for a lot of people because the reality is if we just try to live life on our own without ever getting outside help, whether it's in golf, ukulele, or, or real-life things like relationships, uh, we're going to struggle because uh, our abilities and our own power, our own strength is uh, failing at best. Uh, but one of the ways that we can help uh, move those things along is to buy by bringing people into our life that is uh, qualified, empathetic, loving, that's actually going to share and help. Uh, and we've experienced that through a variety of conferences and ag- uh, not agencies. We've experienced that through a variety of conferences and peer groups that we've been able to be a part of over the years, uh, which is really, like I said at the very beginning, has spurred us along greatly. Uh, and so, Matt, whenever you can think back, whenever you were starting your business or really even a couple years in when you were trying to figure things out, at what point did you realize that your ability to succeed was going to greatly uh, increase and be enhanced by the input and actions of others? Probably like in the first 10 minutes of opening my business, I realized that, oh, crap, I'm way over my head. It was uh, that fast? It was that quick? It was. I mean, I was lucky enough. One of my first people, I mean, I've said my story before, but one of the first people I went and I dropped off my CPA certificate to get or my CPA license to get renewed at a pack mail and that guy says, Hey, I need an accountant. You would like to be I see that you're an accountant. Are you interested in doing my accounting? And the guy next to me wants to do needs an accountant. And that was kind of my first and second client. That second client said, Hey, I'm a part of this thing called BNI. And I have never heard of what BNI was. And all I knew was there was other small business owners in the room. I had never really been in, in a small business. My parents owned one, but I had never I worked in a large firm. Um and it was just good to be around other business owners, like to hear their stories, the same empathy that I had for them, they had for me, wanting to help each other. It was a really good group of people, still is. Um, I'm not active in it anymore. It's been a number of years now, and most of those people are well past it. But it was really a good group to be a part of. Now, they didn't know how to run my business. They didn't know how to understand how what we how we make money. But it was a room of peers of some kind. It was not all same industry peers, but it was a room of peers. Then you find, you know, I was lucky enough to find a couple of local firm owners that were really guiding for me. It was not initially a group, but it was like I had a couple of friends that had you know, gone off to other firms or whatever that created some help for me. I wasn't alone is what I would start with that, that process. Now, I made a billion mistakes in the beginning on how to hire, how to price, how to say yes and no to services, um, all the things that typical new business owners do. 
Um, I did those things. I was super fortunate, um, A, to kind of get pushed into a software vendor that I needed to use for our stuff, who happened to have a web forum, which was also an interesting thing in the beginning. It was a kind of a peer group online that I asked, would ask questions from. That led me to what is today PASBA, and that is my association that I think it changed my family's whole trajectory. I've said this over and over again. I, you know, I, I can't count the amount of benefit that that organization's left you know, given me uh, as far as money, as far as friends, as far as, um, I mean, there's shoulders to cry on and pats on the back and kicks in the ass and all those things that exactly what I needed to exactly when I need it. Like it's, it's an amazing organization, but even that we've, you know, we've done a good job of developing. I've done a good job of developing relationships within that group that they're, I mean, these are my best friends in the world and I, they know all our hidden skeletons and every, every uncomfortable thing that's ever happened in our firm and every bad decision I've made hiring or, you know, decision I made trying to get, do something we shouldn't be doing yet when it comes to work or service. And they have been a wonderful group to hold me accountable. And I, I hope I've done the same to them, but I mean, they've changed my family's life. I mean, no doubt about it. So you, like you found them relatively early on though, uh, within within a, couple, a few years of, uh, three years from opening my firm. Yeah. yeah. And so would, would you do it differently if you had, like, let's say you're the established practice that we are now, would you enter into an organization, a peer group, whatever you want to call it like that differently having already having an established business versus being relatively new? Um, I mean, we've done a little bit of that with Vistage. I mean, we did that a little bit with um, some local peer groups, uh, masterminds. I mean, Dave Ramsey's entry leadership group has that mastermind program. I think all those are wonderful places. Anywhere you're in a community of other business owners is a wonderful place to start. I mean, honestly, we've done it with our clients. So our clients are, you know, friends. And then we go, well, I know this guy's a banker. I know this guy's an attorney. I want to have lunch together. That's similar. You're starting to create those relationships. But, like, having a peer group that you can be accountable to and then also learn from what other, you know, you're learning their mistakes and what they do well and, ooh, that's a good idea. I get you out of the weeds of running your own business, which is huge as a small business owner. That's how I feel. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to like, I think that most of the, most of our clients even um, would probably say that they have some type of peer group already, whether that is just, they know some people formal that also, informal, yeah. yeah. And so if, if I already have a peer group, what, like, what should I be doing within that group that's really going to spur me on? How, how do I get the most out of that group? Um, I'll tell you what some of the, the big things for us were. Um, early on, we decided that each we – have, we have a big organization, so it's a couple hundred firms. And then we all splintered off uh, – not splintered. We all formed littler groups that are manageable, 8 to 10 firms. 8 to 10 business owners is a good number for a peer group, in my opinion, um, we paired up with somebody in that peer group to be accountable each year, and we kind of rotate over the years. We'd have to dis- – you know, we had a very structured – here's what you have to come. We met at least once a year, but a lot of times twice a year, with our goals for the year, goals for the next three years, um, areas we want to talk about as part of that meeting. We had a very structured and uniform way to compare ourselves against each other. If we're in the same industry, it's a little easier. If you're not in the same industry, it's okay. Here's my profit margin. Here's my labor cost. Here's my – um, here's the industry norms. Like you'd have to come up with some very standardized ways to kind of measure, but in our world, we're all talking the same language. 
And that was big for me to go, mm, these guys have got some stuff figured out. When I joined the group, I was the second smallest of the 10 firms. And it gave me a target, honestly. It gave me a, okay, this is what's possible if I continue to do the right things and use all these people around me. You guys said the word use again. But I, honestly, it was, you know, being a part of this and listening to what they're doing right. And, well, maybe I would do something a little bit differently. And I felt like I brought a different perspective than they did. They had a lot of them had second-generation firms or their firms that they had bought, where I started my firm from scratch. Um, it's where we got our sales and marketing program from. It's where we got very defined services. And they've been a wonderful blessing to us. But, like, I'd want to have structure. It can't just be let's go meet and have coffee and shoot the bull. I mean, I, I needed that. We had to get away from the office. It's not going to be in somebody's office. We would get in a hotel room and we'd um, – We'd, you know, get a conference room there, and, and we'd literally stay there for every firm gets a couple hours every year, and we just go through the issues that we're struggling with, and we compare our numbers. And I think, I think for the purposes of this conversation, I think that's what's different about really a, a peer group from a uh, maybe it's the same industry or like kind versus I'm just friends with other people who run a business or own a business, mm -hmm. whatever it may be, because in the in the more informal settings. Because those exist in, in you know, I have it has, but there's guys. plenty of informal settings that happen. Uh, but when it's only that, th and you lose the structure of, all right, now it's time to actually get into the details or, or get into the weeds or get into the problems, whatever it is, to actually solve some things. People, I find that people shy away from that. I, this, so in my world, so this is no different whenever you talk, start talking about peer groups and the structure of PASBA and how you get more involved. My first thought goes to that's church. That's church, right? That small groups. Um, and My background is I was a pastor for multiple years, and I think of it as a difference between, you know, you go to church on Sunday morning versus you have home groups, you know, like yeah. the church I go to now, we have home groups on Sunday nights. And and the, the, the similarity is I can't. I can't get involved unless I actually get involved. Mm -hmm. And so it's easy to go to church in the morning. It's easy to go to a conference and sit in the back of the room and listen to whatever's happening, but never, you know, raise your hand or ask a question or never take the next step to a smaller group or never um, actually engage with the people around you. And if, if you're not willing to do the things necessary to actually learn, ah, you're, you're, you're just going to kind of flounder a little bit. There are so many firms in paths that I don't think have gotten enough out of it because they have, they, hear, they listen, but they don't act. Yeah. The beauty of how I feel like I've been lucky enough to be a part of something is not only am I going to be act, asked to act, I'm going to be forced to act. I'm going to be held, held accountable to acting. And I have an accountability. Like, they're going to ask me, hey, these were your goals last year. Let's go through what happened. Like, wait, what? Ha why did you not attain the goal you had? What? Like, it's very direct. Um, and... They know all the stuff. I mean, there's nothing that you're hiding from them. I've been with them now for, shoot, it's been 15 years. They know everything about my life, my family, my financials. And they've seen my personal financial. They've seen my bank account balance for the last 15 years. They know. Mm -hmm. And so there's no hiding success or failure. There's no hiding, you know, from that group. And I don't, I wouldn't want to. Yeah, I think getting engaged is easier for you than it is for other people, for some people anyway. Mm -hmm. Like our personalities are different. You're a little more out there you're you're more i say extroverted you're willing to you know go rub elbows with people i'm a little more reserved in that way and so for somebody like you it's easy to go into that big conference room and like there was never going to be a chance that you went into a group like that and didn't get engaged um, whereas someone like me it is easier to kind of sit and listen and try to pick up on things before you really you know go full fledged into things 
And so I think that's the, the biggest similarity there is if you really are going to get the most out of a group like that, you you can't just sit in the back. You have to do something to engage with the other people. Yeah, I mean, there's some things that have that my personality maybe led to. It was more of a, you know, I wasn't afraid to call them and say, I want to go visit your firm. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I want to come hang out with you guys for a couple of days. What would you mind if I just sit in the corner while that's going on? And, like, and they're like, sure. Nobody ever minds. And I, and I promise you, there's never been a time when a firm's asked me to come to my office. I wouldn't say, sure, come on. When do you want to come tomorrow? Like, it's fine. Anytime. And I think that's similar to how most businesses are. Hey, I'm proud of what we've done. That's number one. But also, I'm like, I'm learning just as much from you coming here as I'm going to learn from, you know, from me going somewhere else. Every person brings a different perspective that I value. And I think there's always, you know, it just takes one little idea to take something and run with it. You're very open-minded in that way, which I think is, good is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it can, can lead be. me down some paths. <laughs> it can mm. Uh, but, you know, I, it's important to understand, like, what you just said was if anybody was to call and say, hey, I, can I come visit, the, the door's open. It's it's an automatic yes. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people, I believe, feel like, oh, I, I don't want to make that call because um, they're going to say no or they're going to think less of me or mm-hmm. they're not going to be very hospitable. And the reality is, and I don't think that's We've necessarily— We've never had a case where they weren't like, oh, my gosh, come on. Yeah. I've never heard anybody go, well— I got now. We've had people go out now. I can't do it this month, but let's do it next timing. month. Timing, yeah, timing, but never like oh, please, uh, I don't really want to. And I think most uh, most people in most industries are like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that the majority of business owners out there are. Man, this is a secret sauce here, and I'm not going to share it. I'm not going to open it up, or I'm not going to, you know. And I'm not talking about like trade secret type stuff. I also think or, of like geography matters a little bit. Sure. Um, like you know, but I I'd be honest. I've had CPA firms in Memphis. Come hang out with us. I'm, I'm, I'm one of my best friends, or one of my longtime friends, is at another firm. He left from Big Five and went to a local firm, and they're kind of starting what a little bit what we do. Come on, I mean, yeah, uh, he wouldn't steal my client. I wouldn't steal his client, and that's fine. Yeah, and I trust him enough to know that, hey, we're going to figure stuff out together. I, I get back to peer groups though, real quick. You know, my big thing for for me is accountability, and uh, I think that is a room where. You have to go into it being very vulnerable and giving and with the right mindset of that, I don't have everything figured out. Uh, here's what I'm working on. Here's what I'm trying to do. What are you doing? And that's a good idea. We're all working together, I think. is My in my mindset is, hey, well, if they have a great idea, I'm going to go try to do something similar to that. Or if I fail at something, I'm going to be very honest with them. That was stupid. I shouldn't have done that. And, I, and that's just being vulnerable. How do you find those groups? I mean, it starts with, you know, I – and in a bigger organization, it's getting to know some people that you want to – I kind of – I use it as a – I wanted to be around people that were I, what I imagined were more successful to be or kind of what I was – what I want to be when I grow up. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, that's a firm that I can't imagine even doing that. But, like, I still use Ed Hashrider now all the time. If Ed Hashrider let me spend a month in his office and just sit in his office, which if I probably asked him, he'd say yes. <laughs> he's – you know, he's a mentor of mine. He, just, he doesn't realize that he is. But in my mind, he is. Um, and likewise, you know, I right when I, when I joined PASBA, I said, you know, I looked at numbers and went, and that guy's firm is what I want to do. And I went and visited, you know, three or four people's firms right away. And it just allowed me to create relationships with people and go, hey, I think, we, you know, it would be good beneficial for us to create a group to meet every year. And then that's how it started. We've done it a little bit locally here. It's a little harder, particularly if you're not in the same industry. Um to kind of, unless you have a, you know, but it could be, it could from that, you know, from your home group at church, if two or three of those people owned a small business, you could say, let's, let's talk about, let's have a business meeting. Yeah. 
or it could be, hey, look, um, you know, I'm in B&I with you or I'm in the chamber with you. It, you know, and we do that here a little bit with the vendor group that we have tied to restaurants. I mean, that's what Rick did basically is create a peer group. Yeah. It's a, we call it a referral group. That's really not what it is. It's just um, people doing, doing the same thing with the same people. We're doing the same work. We're going to have the same kind of conversations. Do you think it's like I don't want to say mandatory, but it's like it's more helpful though, right? If if it's same industry, like you can do some type of comparisons. Like if you got nothing, if you've got nobody else, just go go grab some people yeah. that are doing similar stuff. But yeah, I mean, I would say yes, and and I would say I would start with an association of something. So like, there's dental ones, there's law ones, there's auto, you know, there's auto body ones, there's restaurant association. The restaurant association has a peer group right now that you can join. Mm-hmm. If you remember the MRA in Memphis, they have like, hey, you want? We have a group of owners that want to have these meetings and they're in the same market, but they're not, you know, restaurants don't really compete locally. They do, but they don't. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll kind of look at it. It's like, Hey, we're all in this together. Yeah. They're not, I mean, they're not out there saying, well, Hey, don't go over there. Come over here. Yeah. You, you have to eat at my restaurant seven nights a week, yeah. three, three meals a day. That doesn't happen. So yeah. it's a different world. Yeah. I always find that the, the like kind is, is super helpful because then well, you, you, could, you, you could really start to break down the details you're of comparing apples this is to what apples. Like, Hey, now yeah. your concept may be different than mine and you may be doing fast casual versus fine dining, but we're still running a similar labor model. We're still running a, you know, how do I handle my food cost and my management of backup house and all that stuff. That's very similar. Um, I, I, you know, I think like, you know, we have, uh, Clinton, Jessica Nobles is, is mm-hmm. a good example of this. They, you know, they've created a, there were a, uh, previous podcast guest of ours we're real, we do a lot of work with them the work that he did in the home care space for is just incredible they, they have thousands of owners creating peer for. groups is what they're doing yeah. creating peer groups for people to be accountable to and i think that's you know awesome work they're doing and so i mean that starts with finding the right people that you want to be around that can help guide you and it starts with coaching it starts with you know, finding an association of, of like-minded people doing the similar things, I think is a big deal. So you ta- you said here, and you've, we've talked for however long about um, kind of your experience and, and how good it's been. If you had to do it over again, or you had to change it, or you had to start your own group, what are some of the things that you've learned over time that you would maybe do a little bit differently or that you would hope to see in, uh, in a group? One of the things that PASBA has a, ha- could have the potential to have a problem over time is that there's so many different types of firms that people have. So you want to, I would want to niche it down to as narrow a niche as possible of like kind things. Rootworks did this in the very beginning, and that's an you know, organization we've been a part of. It was like, you have to be on these software. You're going to make, you know, this is the service you're going to be selling. Here's the practices we're trying to run. And it was creating a very consistent model that y'all can, everybody can kind of run a similar business to. I think. If, if I was doing it all over again, A, there's a lot of firms that have been a lot smarter than I. They, they joined PADS before they even had their open their doors. Yeah. And I'm like, that was basically buying a franchise for nothing. <laughs> um, I wish I would have done that. I mean, if, I would have loved to have been in PADS before I opened my doors. I didn't realize I was going to have a firm when I opened my doors. You didn't realize there was a problem. Until I didn't know. Was a problem. I didn't, well, you don't know what you don't know. But, like, <laughs> if I was starting from scratch today, first thing I'd do, I'd, I'd still be a member of PADS, and I would go yeah. right back to that. I'm at client zero again. What, sh- what structures do I need to set up right now? Um, I think that's where I would start as fast as I possibly can. I, you know, I think it's interesting. You said that you know the same thing is is you would start that group as early on as possible. Um, I mean, the reality is there is some immeasurable impact that you can get from having good qualified people that are doing like kind stuff that's helping each other along the way. 
but in order to take advantage of it, you really have to engage yourself with the other people around you. And to the extent you don't do that, it's going to, it's going to be lacking just like anything else. And so if you're out there and you've tried to get involved in some different groups and it just didn't work for you, I would, you know, think it back and what did you really do that's within your control to get yourself out there and actually learn more about the other people and help out other people and, and try to actually engage. If you're just sitting in the back of the room, you can sit in the back of the room forever and talk about how bad the group is. But the reality mm-hmm. is you got to look in the mirror at some point and say, I got to do the work necessary that's actually going to result uh, in the things that I'm trying to accomplish here. And so uh, that, that's wrapping it up. Matt, I really appreciate you uh, talking about this. I know that from no- having known you for the past eight years, PASBA is very close to, uh, to your heart uh, and definitely has its fingerprints all over this place. Yep. Uh, and so it's really good to hear. Um, so thank you guys for listening. If there's anything we could ever do for you, or if you just you don't maybe don't have a group and you're asking or looking for some direction or just some empathy, <laughs> give us a yeah. call, send us an email, and we'll be glad to connect. Let's go grab coffee or go to lunch together, and uh, we can definitely provide that empathy or even some more stories. So you can reach us always at onestepbetteratworks.com. Uh, otherwise, have a great day, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the One Step Better podcast. I'd really appreciate it if you would take some time to rate us five stars on your podcast player of choice and make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss out on another episode. Thanks and have a great day.